There's a yeah. prayer. There's a prayer we say in Hebrew. It's called the Shehechianu, and the prayer trans- bless you. Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brew pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. Catch new episodes weekly as the Reverend Shannon Meacham, Ogan Holder, and a special guest address and engage what's happening through a theological lens, usually with a good brew in hand. Today in our third chair, we welcome back Rabbi Eli Friedman. Eli's major areas of work at Rodef Shalom in Philadelphia include social justice initiatives, adult education, and working with young adults and young families. He, his wife, Laurel, and their daughters, Josephine and Nora, live in the wonderful Kensington neighborhood of Philadelphia, where they used to enjoy dining out and live music, and maybe some home brewing after they stop moving back and forth between two houses. <laughs> Spilling all the tea right now. Uh, you can show your love. For, there you go. You can Pleasure show your love. To be here for, with you both, as always. Thank, thank you, Eli. You can show your love for Pub Theology Live by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get access to some extended interviews and some before and after the show banter, which I promise I will catch up on. I'm only just back from vacation, so only four weeks behind. I'll get there. Visit patreon.com slash btlive to get started. And a big thank you, as always, to our current patrons and if you would like one of these fantastic pub theology live tumblers tumblers there you go eli's got his today tumblers i don't have mine today pint pint glass um you can still get them while supplies last and i don't know what those supplies look like but we got some they're plentiful they're plentiful apparently donate 25 dollars or more to nokidhungry.org not to us we don't get any of the money it all goes to no kid hungry an organization that feeds those who need food Um, and as you may have been watching uh food banks because of the rise of virus cases are being strained to the edges so Make a donation, um, send us proof of your donation, DM it to us, and we will send you one of these tumblers. You don't have to pay for postage, right? Because I was saying that. Yeah, okay, good. No, thanks to our patrons, you don't have to pay for postage. There you go. So you get the glass as a thank you from us for helping to feed the world. And in true live for our titles, we are live streaming on Facebook Live when we record this episode uh, every Tuesday, 5.30-ish Eastern time. Uh, Grab a drink, watch with your friends, uh, leave some comments on Facebook as the show goes on or on Twitter. Um, We're also on Instagram. Use the hashtag PTLive. Today we are discussing Thanksgiving, our uh, meal favorites, the gifts of COVID. And life being like riding a bicycle, if you know how to ride a bicycle. <laughs> can I so, tell you some? Can I tell you some fascinating? So I was preparing that? the script for the show. Yeah. And you know, I just like Google search the the last script that Eli was on. Right for his bio, yeah. For the bio and stuff, 
and this and whatever that week was that I copied, we were talking about riding a bicycle then too. Were you? <laughs> we were talk about talk about recycling topics. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, I think I think some people gave me some advice last time on on working with my daughter on her bike, and we're oh. we're, we're getting there. We still haven't done it yet. She's six, but uh, hey, yeah. speaking of daughters, hey, daughter. hey, hey Joy. come say hi, come say hi. My daughter Joy is oh. visiting for Thanksgiving. Hey, to see you. Yay. All right. I'm going to get y'all talks. I'm going to see what she needs. <laughs> All right. So, um, Eli, what is your favorite part of the Thanksgiving meal? So this is going to be a little bit of a cop out. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. What are we drinking? Oh, very important. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I was I was looking. Joy at some- distracted me with her. Right, youth and beauty, and I actually skipped right over Thanksgiving all the way to Christmas. Did you? I was debating. I was like, "Oh, I, you know, I feel like the lights are already up as soon as I, you know, as soon as uh, uh, ended, the Christmas lights started. I love that our our rabbi is the first one to go. Right, (laughs) I love. Look, I love. You know, you do. You know, you love the the culture of Christmas. I love. Oh, all the cultural stuff. Yeah. These are all about it. So I went with, um, I had, this is a, a two beer evening. We'll see if we get through both, but awesome. um, Evil Genius, which is right around the corner from me mm. um, here in Philly called uh, Santa, I Know Him, uh, quote from the movie Elf, if you nice. remember that, uh-huh. or him. And then um, uh, Fegley's, which is uh, a little farther in Allentown, PA, uh, the Rude Elf's Reserve. Nice. Um, which is a boozy, boozy 10%. Um, nice. but those are your classic Christmas beers. Start with that one. Start with that one. I already, oh, I already broke into this one. I started oh. with the lighter one. This one. I mean, this is still pretty boozy. Don't worry. This is still 7.2. Okay. Uh, a festive saison brewed with rose hips, black currant, and chamomile. Absolutely delicious. Nice. nice. That sounds delicious. Ogan, what you got for us today? Um, so wait, follow-up question for Eli. You love all the cultural stuff about Christmas, but not Jesus so much. I mean, he is the reason for the season. What's I mean, going on? No, you know, come on, not the I will say the 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 character of Jesus as portrayed <laughs> in the New Testament nice. um, is 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 a great character. Nice save. like speaks a lot of great things. He was a nice uh, Jewish boy. A nice <laughs> Jewish boy, exactly. Um nice save. the whole, you know, virgin birth, yeah, death, resurrection, Messiah, son of God thing. Eh, not quite for me personally. Listen, not for me either. And I have lost congregants over it. So there you go. Yeah, I gain them when I say that, so it it's kind of works a little differently. Yeah, then they, in, they come flocking to Eli. Like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm in the I'm in the wrong Logan, establishment. If you want to go to rabbinical clearly. school, man? You would kill it. Clearly, great rabbi. What am I drinking? So, um, you're <laughs> on to Christmas. Speaking of drinking, I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating. Um, yesterday, apparently, I think we may have gotten as close to a concession um, mm, from, right? from the president as we will ever get. When he said, "Sure, go ahead, start the transition." Um, so in honor of that, I am drinking, uh, something called straw bigly, a barrel, uh, what is it? A barrel aged Brett saison with hibiscus and strawberry and a wonderful caricature ah, of the nice. president. And in honor of, this is a two beer episode in honor of his top notch legal team trying to overthrow the election. I got these nuts, <laughs> a peanut butter and hazelnut ale. We right. used to say that so much in high school. Right. Like all the time. That. <laughs> so that's what I'm drinking. 
what you got going on, Shannon? So I can't wait till the pandemic's over just so my Tuesday evening check-in thing isn't right after pub theology and I can have two beers again. But um, I am having some allergy issues and so decided that I should not have a beer and then fall asleep right before my evening prayer. So I am drinking some good um, idea. gala apple cider that is warmed up. It doesn't have anything in it but a cinnamon stick, but nonetheless, that's what I'm having. So it's a little Thanksgiving e, you know. Yeah. yeah. By the way, my my mm. beautiful daughter came out to tell me that she is currently in class online, and I'm being too loud. So could I keep it down? <laughs> Did you tell her that I was screaming into a small room all by myself? I'm about to tell her I pay the rent, so <laughs> I do what I want. Well, parenting never ends. They never ends. Okay, so now we can move on. Now that we have our drinks ready, now we can move on to what is your favorite part about Thanksgiving meal? So uh, I'll start with uh, this year, we decided we're not doing a turkey. Um, Us too. Well, there's only- Oh, we bought the biggest turkey we could get. (laughs) (laughs) Two small kids and the smallest one we could find, I think was a 16 pounder. And we were like, it's just so much of it's going to go to waste. There's no way we're going to eat it all. So we're doing steaks. I'm kind of excited for nice. it. Um, nice. So I'm a little excited, but we're going to do all the traditional sides. Oh, okay. So we have all of those. And I, I was going to say my favorite Thanksgiving uh, food is not one of the particulars, but it's the combination of all of them together. It's this, what I call the super bite. Right, where you get like a little bit of stuffing, a little bit of mashed potatoes, a little bit of green bean casserole, a little bit of yes. gravy, yes, all in one perfect bite with just the right ratios. I'm done. There we go. I'm in heaven. I'm I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, I'm also a big fan of of, of well prepared stuffing because stuffing's not something that one generally gets in a meal. Okay, do you think stuffing should be in a pan or in the birds behind? It's its um, cavity. It's chest cavity. It's not. It's behind. Well, you get in through there. That's the that's the way you get in. That's the way. That's the way you get it. I think it should be inside. Um, yes. I mean, absolutely. I'll take it, I'll take it either way. But by the way, if the it's behind. in the bird, it's dressing. If it's out of no, I'm sorry. If it's in the bird, it's stuffing. stuffing. If it's out of the bird, it's dressing. Yes. Oh. There you go. Stuffing. <laughs> dressing i don't know why that's hard for people i'm like it's not hard you i use the term stuff it in, in, in interchangeably all the time nope, I, I didn't realize there was a difference i i mean I, that's like my like wolf i'll fight to the death on that one um, i have and, weird things and interestingly <laughs> enough like so my my favorite stuffing i mean yes stuffing i got it right yeah. now you know is is a is a sausage and sage based mm-hmm. stuffing and it complements you know like the the dryness of the turkey but like you this year we're not going turkey we're doing cornish hens nice ham and duck so you're not going to making a turducken but not I'm not making a turducken nope <laughs> nope uh, there's gonna like there's gonna be three of us here and i figure like to get a whole like you eli like a whole turkey i'm all for thanksgiving leftovers but i'm pretty much done with them like two three days after and i was like you know get a turkey you got to bake the turkey uh for the first time a lot of the food stuff we are ordering pre-prepared so there's not a lot of labor the day of y'all need a freezer you need we do. you need a, a instapot and a freezer and like i will have meals for 
like weeks to come months even because of that so yeah so we actually i will say my favorite part is the stuffing i live for thanksgiving stuffing with the turkey and the gravy right one bite all together um i make a sage a traditional sage stuffing and like the kids hate it because i am like the more sage in that thing the better yeah, nice. like you know um we did i have to um I have to brag on us. I'm really proud of us this year. Like, you know, Derek's been, we both have been very food justice oriented for years and stuff. But um, this year we actually bought a turkey from a local farm. So not only are, did we buy a turkey, but we bought a, like this turkey better be like delicious because it was a very expensive turkey. What, what was its name? Um, I named it Raul. Nice. But um, I don't life. know what its real name was. Well, we'll have friends, did plenty of space to play. It had lots of friends. Okay. It had a, a big farm. We had we had several to choose from. Um, and so I wait, didn't you, actually... cho you chose it when it was still alive. Mm -hmm. Nice. Did you get to see the decapitation? I did not. <laughs> oh, you missing out. Oh, good. It's they... like in Boston when you pick out your lobster. You know. At yeah. It was um, yeah. so. Raúl was Raúl met his um, end. He sacrificed for us um, last Friday. He donated Friday. his life. He donated his life for our meal last Friday. And he um, is like, seriously, I'm so excited <laughs> about this like super fresh turkey. Um, so y'all eating your dry turkey, like you're not cooking it right and come to my house for Thanksgiving next year. And I will show you what turkey tastes like. Um, Apparently, I, I've heard that the key to not having dry turkey is to cook it upside down. You know, people usually cook it, you know, with the meaty breast side. If you cook it upside down, then all the juice is staying. I've also heard deep frying is a good way to... See, now listen, it. deep frying is the best way, but like, seriously, uh, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother question that we that's, could talk about. There's a whole other show. <laughs> All right. So Sorry I actually after. put this question on Facebook. I'm going to, just a minute ago, I'm curious to see if anybody's responded. I find this a very interesting discussion or question. Given the politically divisive year we are in, discuss the possible gift in not meeting with extended family this Thanksgiving. I don't know why he threw the word possible in there. <laughs> <laughs> Just period, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we do have a comment on Facebook. Um from Kevin. Kevin says, I have stated that for our family get together this year, we will not discuss politics. We will only discuss religion. This should keep everyone calm and peaceful. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was a good um, one. So I we mean, don't, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll just, um, you know, I've said this many times on the show, like we don't see extended family. So <laughs> we, um, this has never really been a problem for us, right? Like I don't, I don't have that traditional go somewhere and feel awkward discussing these things. Like that doesn't, but you know, I have said to parishioners or to friends even that like have been talking about this, like this is the year to reflect, like maybe I don't wanna put myself in that situation in the future or, you know, whatever. Like maybe for people that the holidays really are dreadful and toxic you know, maybe this is a year to like reset and go, I wait, I don't have to do this. I so love that. yeah, I mean, Shannon, we'll probably get into this more with some of the other questions. But I think that idea of like, how do we leverage this disruption? 
how do we take what we're learning in these times and use it and going forward? And maybe that is like, yeah, I actually don't need to be with those people and I don't need them in my, my, my life at those moments. Um, it's interesting. I was thinking though, I think you could still probably argue with your crazy uncle on Zoom though. Oh, 100%. The one advantage is you can mute him if you have to when he starts going off in his queue. Uh, Stephen, Stephen Colbert did a great bit, uh, I think, in the show last night about the, uh, in, uh, for those families who can't travel, uh, buy an inflatable crazy uncle. And it's basically you blow up. Blow up so by the way, Derek gets really offended because he's like, why do uncles always get the bad rap? <laughs> right. There are plenty of crazy aunts. There are plenty. Oh true. my God. Don't even get me started on the aunts. Crazy, you know, I, I don't want to speak in the binary, crazy um, gender, you know, non-conforming gender, non-binary siblings of your parents who are also yeah. nuts. You know, that's yeah. interesting. I had a I had a discussion on Facebook like a long time ago and we were talking about um, like um, sir and ma'am, you know, like, or like yeah. what's the correct Southern way of, you know, whatever. But that's another one. I'm sure there's something out there, but I don't know it. Do any of you know what the the non-binary term for aunt or uncle is? I, I, I recently saw one for niece and nephew and I forgot what it was now. It was very clever. Um, yeah, I mean, if you all know, let us know because I'd be curious about that. That's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I don't know, Ogan. You, I mean, you got. We certainly have family members that we all disagree with, but yeah. you don't. I mean, well, you, it's not like you go home for Thanksgiving. Well, well. well oh, you're um, right. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. my my late wife's family. Right, bless right. their hearts. Are they're all very God southern, bless them. Very southern, very Virginian, mm -hmm. um, very conservative, um, very evangelical and Baptist. Um, and uh, it's been interesting. So usually um, Joy will go spend Thanksgiving with them. Um, this year surprised everyone and said she wanted to come visit me for Thanksgiving. Um, so yeah, shocked out of my gourd, but so glad she's here. Change uh, is gonna come. Also notice of gourd, well done. There you go. Uh, we spent an hour this afternoon playing ping pong and foosball and her just kicking my ass all over the place. We are having a good time. Um, but uh, this summer, and I may have mentioned this on the show before, but this summer, earlier this year, especially, she had a tough time with them, especially um, with all the, you know, the, the protests for racial justice and talking with them and being very frustrated and thinking like she should be the one who should change their minds because mm. this affects her directly and she's the yeah. only person in the family that it does. And I kept having to tell her that's not your job. That is a lot. Right. <laughs> to take on. Right. And at some point, you're going to have to make a choice between trying to save them and your own peace of mind. Do you ever wonder why we never really went to visit them, your mom? Only well, like around major holidays. And but it's stuff. hard to, I mean, not that this is necessarily what it's about, but it's true. Like, but it's hard when you're when you're speaking in love, right? Like, mm -hmm. if you love me, then how can you do that, right? right? And they're like, this has nothing to do with us loving you. And you're like, but it does. I'm telling you this, like, what what are you missing here? Oh, right. no, you know? So it is, I mean, it's terribly hard, but this is, is, and this is what you talk about, right? Like, I think that there are times, I'm not saying never see your, never see your people like this in your life, right? Right. What I'm saying is, is that like Thanksgiving, Christmas, these times have extra pressure around them. And I think specifically Thanksgiving, because it's always a couple of weeks after the election, right? Yep. 
And so there's always that, this is always the political question around Thanksgiving. So if that is an issue, then make a new Thanksgiving tradition. You know, like just see him at Christmas, see him at Easter, see him for random birthdays, but don't, you know. And this year especially is gonna be contentious because we still got a whole bunch of people thinking, you know, there was a stolen election and all sorts of stuff. And and there's no change in any, you know, there's no change in their minds for the most part around yeah. around this. And it's I would imagine that that it it would be very tough and challenging. So so to kind of use if if one wanted to avoid that to really use uh, the COVID as your reasoning for saying, you know, I'm not going to be in that this year, I think is a really good thing. I think people should take advantage yeah. of that. If, if going home would be something that, that, that would be really triggering <laughs> because of politics. Yeah. And as we go into the next question, it's, it's interesting, uh, you know, um, cause there's so many that are feeling the loss right there. Like we just talked about all the good things, but there, I mean, there is such a loss. So we are all experiencing loss in varying magnitude this year, yet there are some silver linings. What are the gifts of COVID that you have received? Hmm. Um, I, I will, I will start first. Uh, my, my major gift of COVID is your relationship that I am in because how it started off was, uh, me and a very good friend of mine, we've been friends for like seven, eight years, COVID's happening and she's in DC, I'm up here. And so there's a lot of watching shows on TV and Netflix and stuff virtually together and just hanging out, watching, talking, sharing. And then as she likes to put it next thing, you know, we tripped and fell into fields and now, now it's awesome. And uh-huh. she's here for Thanksgiving. My daughter's here. It's going to be a beautifully, wonderful, awkward few days. Sure. I'm, I'm here for all of it. Uh, and, and I love them both dearly. And they're the two most important people to me. So, so to have them here is good. And if COVID hadn't happened, this probably would not have evolved the way it did because we would have been still in our normal grind of life she works for a an elementary school so like her whole day is like crack of dawn mm-hmm. evening work 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 uh you know and we're clergy so we know how our time goes um so so it's it's given us a lot of and because it is a long distance relationship it's actually given us a lot of leeway in terms of her work because her, her school is virtual I... um i am mostly virtual most of the time um, so, so we have, it's been really nice. We have a little, we have that leeway to work remotely, um, that we probably would not have had were it not for the pandemic. So, you know, slow down that vaccine folks, slow down that vaccine. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. Oh, uh, that's beautiful though. Logan. That's really awesome. I, um, I, I took this question when I, I was thinking a completely different gener- direction, which was really much more work related. Um, yeah, I'm lucky to be at a really, just a really, what I would say, visionary congregation with, with both my senior rabbi, as well as our leadership who just always want to think big. And when this first hit, we started a new task force at the congregation called the leveraging disruption task force. Nice. I just love that name in general. Yeah. Right. All about like, what are the things that we're forced to do that are going to make us better in general? 
Mm-hmm. So we hadn't, we had never done live stream services. Right. Once this is over, we are going to be live streaming in exactly. all the time. We mm-hmm. bought all this equipment. We did all this, you know, new stuff. We got the sanctuary wired because we're like, we need to do it anyway. Um, I was thinking along the same lines, like just how we pray, I think is, is going to change. And in, in a really good way, we previously were so connected to a book. And I don't know if it's mm. the same in your Christian traditions, but like for us, the C-Door, the prayer book, everything was in there. It was constantly, turn the page of this, turn the page of this. Everyone's face is in the book. We don't have books anymore. Right. On the screen, right? So yep. how does that change the way we worship and connect with each other? These are the kind of things I've been thinking a lot about that are actually really exciting. And, and I think things that we can take with us um, going forward that we've been forced to do now, but that will be really positive, I hope. Um, I'll also say on a separate note, you're making me think of this, Ogan, because you talked about Brene Brown earlier, who I think we all love. She has a great piece on, it's like her, I think it's her sympathy empathy video where she like cautions against silver lining things. Yeah. I was thinking that as I read it, I was like, let's not jump to that. And I want to just like recognize that as well, that like, I'm glad we've been able to find some blessings to leverage it, but it's also okay to just say that like, this sucks. And if, and if, if for people that are listening, like if you didn't find anything positive out of this, like all the power to you, because that's very real and that's very true right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's the both end. We can find, we can find good in this thing that sucks. Like, like, no, right. one's, no one's but, denying the suck to But it shouldn't it. be a have to, right? Like, no, it of course shouldn't, not. Right, yeah. of course. That, yeah. And I think that's, and you know, I was, so um, I'm going to stay on that loop for a little, for a minute. Yeah, I think it's interesting. And it's not because I don't think that there have been gifts of this. I said to my sister earlier today, my sister and I, this is our holiday, right? Like it, growing up, this was our holiday with our great grandmother who was our just, you know, the, the first true, wonderful, I always, you know, comfort and grace in life. Her name was Grace, so it's even better. But, um, and and my sister was supposed to be here this week. It's her first Thanksgiving post-divorce. Like, it's just so emotional and hard and, you know, whatever. And of course, we're staying apart. She's in South Georgia. Like, there's no way. Um, and I, so random little whatever, I had... We used to make for my um, grandmother. We used to make, um, you know, the cornucopia things. Yeah, we would like basket-y thing. the baskety like thing, horn yeah. thing, and we would get the florist thing, and we would put flowers in, and like we would make our own for her for the centerpiece. Yeah. And so I went online trying to find a florist that would do this, and I couldn't find one in her town. You know, mm-hmm. so I found one online, and like I'm just a person that like I'd rather call the local florist and order it from sure. them, and you know whatever. But I couldn't, I couldn't find it. So I ordered from whatever. It was supposed to be there Monday. It didn't get there. It was supposed to be there today. They were like, well, we tried. I was like, she has been home for two days. Like there's no, like she did not go anywhere. She did not whatever. They're like, well, I was like, did you even call her? Did you even, you know, anyway, I got all, like I got mad and I, you know, canceled the order and I called a local florist. She's like, we'll have it there first thing in the morning. But like, she asked, you know, what do you want on the card? And like, I start bawling. Oh. Like I start, cause I was like, 
I wish we could be together and like just all of it. And this florist halfway across the country is sitting there like, it's okay, honey. We're all feeling this way. This is so hard. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't understand. I'm a minister. <laughs> I, know, I couldn't even say that. I was like, I just, you know, I just can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, um, but I, it's, it's, it's the camera. It's the little things. Well, it's <laughs> <freak you. laughs> Well, and I have, I just, I said to Derek, mm. I was like, why does everything have to be hard? <laughs> right? Like I was just trying to send some flowers to my sister for Thanksgiving. Why is this hard? <laughs> like it shouldn't be hard. So, but I, I was telling her cause she was, she was talking to me about this Thanksgiving and you know, the, she has the girls. I mean, thank God I was, you know, whatever. And um, my nieces and um, so she's not gonna be alone and you know, all that stuff, but she was just expressing how it'll be so different for them and you know, all this stuff. And, and I said, you know, the moment they kind of announced the vaccine, I had this thought of like, okay, I need to start thinking about what is it about this lifestyle that we've been living that I would actually like to keep? Yeah. What is it? Where are my priorities that have changed that I want to keep priorities? What are the things that I've missed that I want to, to move up the scale in priority, right? Like travel and, you know, live music and things like this. And I said, but I'm not, I just, I just need to observe for a while. Like, I can't really just start writing those things down, you know, and I need, and we're, I, so for me, this is like, I think we should, if, if we want to see gifts in it, we should observe that as a society, you know, observe that. But then we should also do some trial and error when we go back, right? Like, I'm going to go back to the office, but like, maybe there's shorter hours in the office and there's more work from home. To, like, you know, like, let's try some things out for a while. And a lot, a lot of people are doing that sort of reevaluation because they're realizing, sure, our routines have been disrupted. Uh, the, uh, some of the like self-care and things that brought us pleasure, we couldn't engage in. But it, right. to your point, it really forced us to look at why were we so heavily dependent on those self-care and pleasure producing things in the first place right. because of the grind right. that, that we were engaged in. And we, for some of us, we didn't, we, we had to take a break from the grind because of the pandemic. And I keep hearing more and more people saying like, I didn't want to, I, I hate to admit that I'm enjoying some of this mm -hmm. stuff now, you know, mm -hmm. like, like in, in my congregation, you know, the first couple of months, it was like, like most churches, we can't meet, this is horrible, and blah, 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 blah. On top of that, we sold our building, that's a whole other thing. But, you know, after service every Sunday, you know, we do the live Zoom sort of hospitality. And more and more, I'm hearing from people how much they love it, because when you have hospitality after church, right, it's like everybody's walking around, you, you, yeah. there's like, you know, you, you, you're in like, 10 15 different conversations you never really you know, unless it's some exceptional something never get in a deep you never really take the mm -hmm. time to be quiet and hear and zoom we have uh we you gotta listen a lot we have um you know there's a jewish tradition of shiva after someone dies yeah and the whole thing about shiva is you have your house open 
There's a lot of people bring a lot of food and just people come and go, right? And right. it's a very casual kind of thing. Um, and there's all these little conversations going on. So we've been, obviously, Shiva is a no, nobody's doing Shiva these right. days. It's just not safe, but we've been doing it online. Yeah. And what happens is because of the way Zoom works, it becomes very structured and it's one person speaking at a time, but they're telling a story about the deceit. Yes. That's what people do during Shiva. And everybody gets to now hear those stories. Exactly. And I, I just was talking to someone today about this and they said, like, what a blessing that is that like, these are stories I probably never would have heard about my father. And I got exactly. to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Exactly. We've had, we've also had a handful of people who have, uh, who are now uh, air quotes attending our church for the very first time, because normally they would have looked for church in their local area, but now it's pandemic. So they're looking online for a church experience. They found us they love us and they're like, y'all gonna keep this going after like the pandemic's right. over and, and you, we can meet in person, right? So now I gotta be like, all right, so how do I, how do I do live church and and a, a, a engaging so virtual experience at the same time? Because Playing now people are audience, like, right? we're, we're liking this. We're liking yeah. this sort of like, we're not next to each other, but there's still greater intimacy in a way that we didn't experience before. So I think it's, yeah, um, you know, and which is odd, right? Like, well, that paradoxical, sure, but paradoxical, but this is but this right. is what happens, right? This is what happens when we when we take the time to listen to each other, and we yeah. thought we were doing it before, <laughs> but we well, kind of sort of really weren't. So you know, my my our oldest daughter is thirteen, and she's in seventh grade, and she says with school, she's like, "Mom, I have to pay attention, like I can't." You can't zone out. You can't like, and even though you're on the screen with 30 other kids and whatever, she's like, you have to be there. And, and I think that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about w when you're in fellowship hour or whatever, you float around you, yeah. you know, but you're not fully present. That's yeah, so right. cursory, right? You're already exactly. looking at what's the next conversation I'm going to have where, yep. And you can so tell online when somebody's not present. And here's the you thing. You can tell in person, but you can so oh, right. tell. when they're reading their emails. I'm watching the I eyes. The eyes. Like, the eyes. Totally, I saw you just minimize you totally on Facebook. <laughs> I can tell. I know. And so like sometimes you're like, cool, I would totally be doing that if I wasn't leading something, you know. That is true. But that other times true. you're like, we are in a meeting talking about budget stuff and I need you right here. Like <laughs> so so the other the other weird thing was to try and replicate that sort of like small like going from discussion to discussion when I started the zoom hospitality you know we'd talk together for a few minutes and then I would you know put them in breakout rooms with like four or five people get smaller yeah. intimate discussions after a few months they were like yeah we don't want to do that we just want to stay in the big group just and listen to everybody. Here. yeah 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 <laughs> like wow okay so yeah. so yeah that happened <laughs> right by the way I um have a guy I just have to tell this I have a guy on my leadership board who, if he doesn't like what we're talking about, will just go. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, dude. The screen, like, so you you're not even pretending. Like, he just grabs his phone and just love it. Scrolling. Love it. I'm so, like, well, you know. <laughs> getting the message across uh, without words. Um, so I wanted one of the things you said earlier. Want to come back to? You sort of said the thing about uh, the silver linings, and we shouldn't we shouldn't have to, and. At the same time, 
finding the silver linings, finding the places of gratitude in the midst of all that's going on is I think a way that helps, that helps, uh, uh, you know, dampen the, 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 the losses that help mitigate this, this. It is a life preserver feeling. for many. Of it us. is a life preserver yeah. <clears throat> and it helps shift our perspective around what we're going through. Um, you know, in unity, we, 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 we talk about abundance teachings. And one of the first things, one of the first steps is gratitude and then given, which is, you know, what Thanksgiving is all about. Right. My, my, my message is last Sunday is like, when we say Thanksgiving, we tend to focus a lot on the gratitude part of it and not so much on the given right. part, part of it. So let's, let's step that up as, as well. But, but when we go into that place of gratitude, it truly, for me, at least it helps shift my perspective to realize, yes, this may suck, but it's not a hundred percent suck. Mm. It may be 75%, but that 25%, you know what, that, that, that might give me enough to want to wake up tomorrow. That might give me enough yeah. to realize. And the reprioritizing that we were talking about is all, is like, you know, who's important right now? Where's my time best spent right now? Um, because I don't like have a lot of it to go somewhere. Um, I, you know, we got Thanksgiving coming up. Am I, is, is, is my family or whoever I usually do Thanksgiving with important enough for me to, to go hop on a plane or drive cross country? And for a lot of people, it still is. It still is. And for, you know, for a lot of folks, and I hate to go back to Colbert. I think it was Colbert because I, I just love his takes. Um, you know, there was a news report that says, you know, don't visit your family for Thanksgiving because then you might make it your grandmother's last Thanksgiving. Like, See, that's like, my thing is like, I love my family so much, dark. I'm going to fly across country. And I'm like, if you love your family that much, you'll stay home. Right. You know, there's, like, so there's, there's, there's the, there's the two sides of that, exactly. of that, that of that equation. But his, his whole, but his whole bit had me thinking about, because then he did the whole thing with like, uh, uh, Thanksgiving and holiday cards around killing yeah. relatives because of COVID. It's 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 that kind of dark humor that works for me, but 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 it sort of really got me thinking about you know like are there some people I would I would risk not endangering them but myself for during this time like where really is my priority around this? So like my daughter for example, she was she's school in Chicago. Um, for the rest of the year, she's going to be with, with her mom's family down in Virginia, North Carolina. And she was like, I feel with the cases rising and stuff like that, maybe I should, I should make my travel easier and safer and not put you at risk and not, you know, come see you and go straight there. And I was like, no, it's, it's one worth the risk for me. Yeah. And two, how old do you think I am that you <laughs> think I'm in the vulnerable, like, <laughs> category of people not, like not, 70. not the bad yet exactly i'm and the again, fittest i'm the fittest i've ever been my whole life at 46 i'm benjamin button in this whole i mean pandemic. i feel like i feel like we keep <laughs> we're on this seesaw with this right like we are. let's look at silver linings let's not but you know the other thing i want to acknowledge even as we're talking that like none of the three of us have had direct related deaths right like our spouses haven't, like we haven't, you know, our parents haven't like, and so right. I want to recognize that too, that as we talk about this, I'm not saying it hasn't affected me directly. It has, or any of us, 
but do you do you understand what i'm trying to say yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. also we're, in a different place we are then we, we are then you know a quarter of a million people in this country exactly there's so, a frame of reference we can't we can't relate to or speak right to. so we're and and yeah we're still we're still you know talking in this way but and i think this conversation was extremely valid i just i want to recognize that extra layer you know yeah. that that's the part that i'm i'm struggling with you know of um just yeah the, my the, my the closest mass, friend my know. closest my closest friend who lives in the area usually every thanksgiving i go to her house right with her kids and she has a uh, her son um is immunocompromised and he was um potent he was exposed to someone uh with covid at his school fortunately the test came back negative but now but it shook her so much that she's like yeah we're not we're not doing the thanksgiving gathering we're we're, we're not this year and I'm, I'm like but it's just the three of us and we can get tested two days before and, and we're gonna isolate and all that and she's like i'm not i can't risk it and that was i i understood sure. but it 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 sort of was a blow to me and i but i understand so so i do i it's weird i'm like down the middle with this i understand and support people who don't make this trip to see relatives and travel to spread this thing and and inflict other people with it i understand that and at the same time i ain't mad at the people who do either right maybe maybe it's the right peacemaker now. type nine in me that doesn't want to pick a site and create conflict but but i get it i truly do understand it yeah as a total non sequitur right now i just need to read the chat that we're having <laughs> Be sure that everyone listening knows that Derek could not. Dude, I was right there with you. That was totally, that's like the highlight of this whole thing right now. Derek couldn't Watching find the taco season. Like scream at the top of her lungs, like, <laughs> it's under the. I think that should be the episode title. Derek couldn't <laughs> find the taco season. So, well, like I get this text, you know, they come in on my, like, computer he's like i need to run out and get taco seasoning and i'm like i just bought taco seasoning <laughs> anyway whatever no but that is look that that's that's covid in a nutshell right there the number right. of times you know i've had different my, my kitchen is right there the new right. house, you know the number of times my daughter's walked you know what it is totally new- random i bought this new cart thing that like squeezes in between the fridge and the wall that you like pull out and it's got all the cans and stuff oh, on yeah, it. Oh yeah, I love those. So like I'm experimenting with it. I just got it. I'm experimenting with it. And like, yeah, I put it in there. Cause I was like, oh, we use this a lot, you know? And they couldn't find it. Which is by the way, the second thing on it today that he couldn't find. Cause I also put the tacos on it. <laughs> I will say, it, it, we were talking about gratitude. What I am grateful for is that tacos still exist. I mean, uh, but like, we we could have the last four years had a taco truck on every corner. So we could I'm, where where was that? I literally stopped that, at the taco truck today on yeah. my way home from the doctor because I was like, I, well, you know, hey, Facebook, I was like, I have to check out this taco. Given truck. the results of the election, we may still have that. So you know, I'm fingers hoping. crossed. I am grateful Listen. that Derek found the seasoning. So y'all. He didn't have to run out and endanger his life and y'all gonna have good dinner. So you y'all seriously, Derek goes to the garden store and that's it. And then he comes home. <laughs> like that's the only place he's been. Oh, I'm sorry. He's been to the liquor store. Um, but most 
he goes like once every other week, but on the week of the election, he went four times. <laughs> so I tried to go to the liquor store today. The line was literally, I guess, you know, Thanksgiving, everyone's getting yeah. it. Yeah. Up, so, everybody's uh, getting it. And I'm just letting y'all know for the next four episodes, it's eggnog, whiskey, and rum. That's all. So again, if I don't have my Tuesday night thing, you know, like I'm all in. Um, these are the last beers for the. I'm going to keep going with all the dark, dark Christmas gifts. I have a peppermint one in the fridge that I think I made uh, for uh, for when we get closer to Christmas. Yeah. No? Mm-hmm. We'll nope. see. I mean, I'm curious. Like, I'm curious about what a peppermint beer tastes like. Probably toothpaste, but you know, I'll go. Right? Oh, listen, like, I'm drinking a peanut butter beer right now, and it ain't that great. No. I don't see. Don't put chocolate in my beer. Don't put peanut butter in my beer. Don't. I was put... strawberry sour, Ogan. What's that? How was the strawberry sour? The first one. Um, it wasn't a sour. It was a saison. Oh, strawberry saison with hibiscus and it was tasty. Mm-hmm. Like I should have started with the peanut butter one first and finished mm, with finish the with strawberry. Oh, color. I didn't even realize you were going peanut butter jelly time. Oh, oh. peanut yeah. butter jelly time. Should have mixed right. them. See what happened. <laughs> peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly. Okay, so. Um, Psalm 50, 23 says, the one who offers Thanksgiving as his sacrifice, as their sacrifice glorifies me. To them who order their way rightly, I will show the salvation of God. Another translation refers to thank offerings. What might a thank offering look like today? So biblically, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back a little bit. You know, there were different types of, um, different types of sacrifices that, that the Jews were commanded to offer in the temple. And there was a um, sin offering, you know, when you did something wrong, there were just the standard um, offerings that were done at different times of year. But then there was specifically, there was the Thanksgiving offering that was specifically mm. done for, you know, when, when you felt like goodness came into your life. And it wasn't, what's interesting is the Thanksgiving offering wasn't like one of the required sort of daily offerings in the same way. It was really meant more the spur of the moment, you know, something that really came from the heart. Um, So I I just love, I love the idea that we have an opportunity. And obviously nowadays, you know, we don't offer sacrifices anymore. Um, Although, you know, it could be kind of fun to get a goat up there in church. That's, that's when it all went downhill when we stopped Live animal sacrifice, right? Um, But obviously, we prayer instead. But the idea of just being so moved in a moment, right? Yeah. Offer a prayer or offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Like, what does it take for us to 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 want to get to that moment to feel so to feel that gratitude in such a way um, to really mark that moment? I think is such a beautiful thing. We have a sister church in Cuba, and there's a part of the service. Um, I mean, on one hand, it's really just kind of a special music time, but it's, it's time for a thank offering and -hmm. you just stand up in that moment and like give thanks for something. And it's not, I mean, they're, they do joys and concerns other, it's not that Mm -hmm. it's something else. And it's really like, it moved me the first time I did it or like I, I witnessed it. We actually do that in our service as well. So there's a prayer, there's a prayer we say in Hebrew, it's called the Shehechianu and the prayer. Bless you. (laughs) (laughs) The prayer translates, uh, you know, blessed are you God, sovereign of the universe, who Shehechianu, who gives us life. The Kiamanu and sustains us. And I'm not even drinking this episode. 
and allows us to reach this moment in time. And it's a prayer we say like anytime there's a happy occasion. And mm-hmm. in our service, we do that. We invite people to share like what good is going on in their lives. And then at the end of it, we all join together in that prayer. And I, I love that idea. Yeah. I, it's actually, I have to tell you, I was like, we don't push religion super big with our children. Like we don't, yeah. We, we just do it. And if they're up for it, it's great. We had our first Shabbat dinner in our new house, sat down and my daughter, six-year-old says, you know, we're going through the Shabbat prayers that we normally say over the wine, over the bread, the candles. She says, and dad, we should say the Shechianu because I'm so happy to be in our new house. I was just like, oh, when that happens, I'm like, I know they get you. And it's not even the religious aspect of it, Uh -uh. that it's in the Jewish tradition, whatever. That's great. But what I was happy about was that she recognized that this is a moment just to mark with gratitude, to be mindful, to recognize the good and just stop for a moment. And like, oh my God, if my daughter can get that at six, like, it's the good side of the preacher's kid coin. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's the instinct, you know, they do and they do, they have it. I think a lot of kids have it, but we, you know, we, I think we get to foster that a little bit differently, you know, um, I, you know, I think a lot of Thanksgiving tables, like kind of make you do this. And I'm admit my mom used to always do that. I'm guilty of it. Right. Like I'm totally guilty of it. Like let's, and I think part of it is just the, like, you're trying to make it different than any other meal. Like it's a special meal. And so you want there to be different type of conversation and topic or something, but it does feel very forced. Um, And yet our family for years, we have a tradition when we remember admittedly, but the kids always remember, we have this um, gratitude book that Mm -hmm. at dinner we go around and you say something you're thankful for. And we've been doing that for a long time. So it's not unusual for them to kind of come up with something um, we used to we used to do that when Joy was a lot younger, um, and we did it at breakfast because that given everybody's crazy schedule, that was the yep. one meal we were all in the house for. So we had this we had this gratitude breakfast journal, and and a few years ago I found it. I didn't even realize we kept it, but I found it in a box somewhere, and it was fun to watch her be grateful for things like you know her soccer coach and webkins and stuff like that but we did that almost every day yeah um so you're right when when that's when that's your family practice it's not it's not that unusual but i think that's exactly what thanksgiving is as sacrifice is i i I hear sacrifice as something out of the norm some you know something that causes you to reach a little bit more uh you know and you know, so many of us are just hardwired to see what's going wrong and how we can fix it. Right. You know? And and in the last however many months of COVID, we have not. It 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 was has been and continues to be a much greater struggle to see the good, mm-hmm. right? So so it 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 takes something from us to see the good at a time like this. But I think when we do. Uh, you know, whether we are of the religious persuasion or not, it, it, it shifts something in us. It shifts how we relate to other people. It shifts how we relate to the world. It shifts how we, how we see things. And, you know, when we, when we think about uh, in that verse, um, showing, showing the salvation, uh, what is, what is the verse again? Show the salvation of God. For me, for me, when I hear that salvation, 
idea. It is what is saving us from the crud that we're in right now? Mm-hmm. Right. Like what is shifting us out of that? And, and gratitude is a powerful practice to do that. And, and it, it sometimes honestly can feel contrived a little bit. There is so much misery in this world. I feel bad for finding some good in my life right now. Yeah. But, but, but that's, that's, right. that's what actually helps us to bring yeah. more good into the world when like, we find the good going on in our we life. Have, we have to embrace that life moves on, right? That life yeah. and good and bad. So I, I put this together. I'm still working on this, but I put it on Facebook the other day. I figured out yesterday that the, the babies conceived in the first month of COVID are being born this month. Oh yeah, yeah nine months. Yeah, and so I'm and and I'm working on it. I, like I was like, I, I wonder don't, if there's going to be a birth spike. Well, the- that's what one. I'm curious, you know. <laughs> but two, I was um, I kind of realized it, and I was like, I don't really know what to do with this, but there it is, you know. Yeah. And then it started to work on me, and and it's going to work itself into a. It's going to end up being my uh, Christmas Eve sermon. Like I I I know where it's going, but it's that like that juxtaposition of joy in the midst of a world of pain, right? And, right. you know, p- trying to protect those that you love when you can't, right? And you're trying to do everything you can to protect them. And there's all kinds of stuff to it. But I just, you know, I really, I often say this, I'm, although I don't like the way we tell the story of Thanksgiving, which is, you know, we've we've talked about many years over the show. It's wrong, it's bad. I love not just the day and my traditions. I just love the idea of a day set aside for Thanksgiving, right? A day set aside. So if that is a sacrifice that glorifies God, then, you know, and, and for me, not to, to loop it back to the previous conversation, not just being around family, but if that's a day that you're alone in the kitchen slaving away over all these dishes and blah, blah, then, you know, do what Ogan did and, and order some of the ones that don't bring you joy. You know what I mean? But if it does bring you joy, then make all the side dishes, even if there's just two of you, you know what, like yeah. do it. If that's what, so like, that's, I say this all the time with my musicians. I'm like, they're like, well, this isn't really a religious piece. I'm like, play like if it moves you it will move everyone like this is the way thanksgiving works this is the way gratitude works is that it's an offering we give it over you know it's a it's a moment so yeah i i love it i love the idea of of thanksgiving as an offering you know i think it's so important i loved ogan i love the word you use which was recognizing the good right or noticing the good seeing the good Mm -hmm. in uh, the hebrew actually gave a sermon on this a little while back the hebrew for the word for gratitude is hakarat hatov and literally means recognizing or noticing the good Mm -hmm. and that i just think as human beings we have a tendency to see things when they go wrong Right. right that's like who we are and it's hard and we need, we need a holiday. We need moments to push yeah. us and to say like, no, 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 you, you've been, you've been focusing on all the shitty stuff, you know, and you need to take a moment. You really need to, cause it's work. It's a spiritual practice, hard yes. work. Yes, you it is. really need to look for that and lift it up. We, we do. Even we if do. it is contrived, like you say, Shannon, which I think it is often, but you know what? That's fine. I don't mind. Well, and well, here's it's, the thing. It's, contri- it's often contrived when we start, but then we get in, we get into it because it it shifts us. 
Right. Well, we all start and we're like, oh my God, I have to think of something. But <laughs> as the conversation goes, you right. know what I mean? It, yeah. it, you, you end up talking about things and you end up talking about, you know, this year or whatever. And yeah, I so, think. So wait, to come back to your baby, your, your baby's being born. Um, baby's being born. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the, I think the, the bump in the birth rate is going to happen in February. Here's why. Cause COVID started math here. <laughs> COVID started and everything shut down and everybody stayed home for a while. And then like a month or two later was when it's like, you know what? No one's no one's hooked up for a while. We're going out. We don't we don't we don't care what's happening with the COVID. We're gonna risk it because it's you know we all thought this when this first started. We all thought you know a few weeks we're back to normal. Shut right. down. A few weeks we're back to normal. A month went by. Two months went by, and we realized we're not going back to normal anytime soon. And I think that's when every all the action picked See, back up. Okay, this is a whole nother. This is post show conversation. So I'm gonna just <laughs> stop this. And let's be thankful that we're ending this conversation right now. Because so, I have a whole nother theory on that. So if you would like to hear my theory on this, become a patron and you can hear the post show. I mean, that's about, reason enough right there. Right there. The COVID birth spike. When will it happen? When Ogan gets the video up. So. When Ogan has his, his baby, which is this podcast. This episode. is this podcast. There, there you go. Late delivery. <laughs> A big thank you to our uh, special guest, Eli Friedman. And we'd like to thank the originator of Pub Theology, who came up with our questions, Brian Burkoff, and our producer, Derek Weston. Connect and spread connect and spread the word on social media. Listen anytime where you can find your podcast. Watch us on Facebook Live Tuesdays around 5.30. Sign up patreon.com slash ptlive for more content. To find or create a Pub Theology in your town, please remember to... Um, stay virtually during this time. You can find that information at pubtheology.com slash directory. Until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing.